You're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagada at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. It is prediction, preview, a look ahead couple days until the Bengals are back on the road, which feels like pretty much all their games have been on the road to start the season. They've had a couple at home. This is going to be a big one. We've had this on the calendar circled. A lot of people thought maybe it'd be a primetime game because it's a Joe Burrow homecoming. I'm using quotes here because he's from Ohio, but obviously he's going back to Louisiana and he's really familiar with the Superdome. You get Jamar Chase, who's from Louisiana. I think he's going to have 20 to 30 family members down there. A lot of his family members are actually Saints fans. So um, I think his dad, I heard earlier in the week that his dad is, you know, asking those family members, who are you for? Who are you for in this game? Because you're not getting a ticket unless you're, you're, you're hoping the Bengals get the dub. And then you get Von Bell, Trey Hendrickson, Eli Apple. It's really wild how many former Saints are on the squad and, and guys who are performing really well defensively. And, you know, they remember that the Saints didn't, didn't sign them and, and they extended in Cincinnati. And then Eli Apple, you know, is kind of having his his relived NFL career in Cincinnati over the last two seasons when you think about those guys, out of all of the homecoming guys, who's going to have the biggest game? Have we forgotten about the homecoming of Tyler Shelvin? I mean, <laughs> he to be active. He was active last week. I don't know. <laughs> he played a couple snaps. Somebody's going to be like, you didn't say Thaddeus Moss. I don't even know if Thaddeus Moss is on the practice squad at this point. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea if he is either. I know he's not on the active roster. Shelvin made the active roster last you should, week. That's you should go check out the practice squad to make sure that I'm not wrong because Twitter will tell me if I'm wrong. How did you not know Thad Moss isn't on? The, the good thing about Hayden Hurst is he's performing so well that people won't remind me that Thaddeus Moss should be up here getting um, some reps because I feel like that train kind of left. I don't feel like we hear that as much anymore. No offense to Thaddeus Moss. I just don't think that it was working out so Maybe far. Find the practice squad. <laughs> I don't even, they probably don't even have it on there. I, yeah, I was trying I to should, Google it, but um, I should know that he's he's on the practice squad, but I really don't know because it's like, Thaddeus Moss from the practice squad September fifth. I don't see anything on him being re-signed, so I don't think he's that will not be happening. He will not be getting a reunion in in, in Nola um, or in Louisiana. Maybe he's one of uh, Jamar Chase's friends that gets a ticket. Maybe, maybe, and nothing against Thaddeus Moss. I hope he has a great career wherever he is, and hopefully he's on Patriots. An Good, go get that win this weekend. Patriots, <laughs> go get it done. Go get it done. Uh, but yeah, no, Tyler Shelman, Thaddeus Moss. Sorry, honorable mention. Did not mention those guys, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? When I did say that earlier, I was like, who did I miss? Because there's so many guys from Louisiana that I knew I missed somebody. But out of all those guys, who's going to have a game? Um, I will say <laughs> – I want to keep it going with Eli Apple, but I'll say I, – I think Jamar Chase gets it going this week. I don't know. I think I think New Orleans like to, likes to play aggressive. I think they like to, you know, get downhill. They like to trust their players – if you trust your players against Jamar Chase and don't try to scheme around him, then what they did against Justin Jefferson was they just trusted Marshawn Lattimore to cover him. That's what was, I went back and watched the game because everybody's showing like the Vikings, they scheme this guy up. So it was just like, they get 
Minnesota in a good looks, I guess, but they're not like running anything, any crazy routes with him. He's running Jamar Chase's routes a lot of the time. Uh, and they're also different players. So like, it makes sense sometimes when he does this other stuff, but anyway, they just played him one-on-one against Marshall Monomore. And if you do that, then I think Jamar Chase will finally have his, what? I don't know. He had a big game week one. I don't know. We keep forgetting about that. But Low key. Like, Nobody talks well, about it because he well, should have had two touchdowns. He, he was half a shoe size, shoe size from having three and yeah. a missed call. So <laughs> it, it was almost more than two. It was almost like biggest yeah, game. I, I should have said two additional ones to that. Yeah, two because, additional. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, I think he has a good game. I think I, I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to do well. I think the passing offense will do well. I have concerns about the run game for this game, but I do think that they should be able to throw the ball against New Orleans. Here's what will happen is every week we have this prediction of what's going to happen with the offense. And I have this really strange feeling that they'll actually do well running the ball on back-to-back weeks. I know it's going to be different when you face this defense, but I, for some reason, because every time I think this offense is finally going to get it going somewhere else in another location, the run game surprisingly is working and they just don't stay with it, which not going back. We're not going back. We're looking ahead. So I, I think I agree with you that Jamar Chase is going to get it going too, but my person, and it's really easy to say Joe Burrow, because I think of how cool it would be on social media to use the LSU highlights from their games um, in that stadium to what happened, you know, in the same exact stadium, throwing a Jamar for a touchdown. I think it'd be really cool. And that's just me being selfish because I like the content, but I'm going to go Von Bell. He's just feeling himself right now. He really is. And, you know, he did talk to Paul Dana earlier this week, a great piece on The Athletic about the homecoming game. And he just remembered that, hey, I moved on to Cincinnati and they wanted me here. And he just has um, he's been really fun. He's changed a lot of the games in the last couple of weeks with his interception. And I just think they get it. I think they get it going again defensively. They put the pressure on Andy Dalton because I'm going to assume that he's going to play. Jameis Winston uh, has been limited in practice. I think it's going to be kind of an easy going to get him back into the rhythm as a starting quarterback. So I think this is the first time Cincinnati will beat Andy Dalton. And I think they're going to get a lot of pressure on him, which is so wild to think about. It's so full circle. You can't uh, fall to 0-2 against Andy Dalton as Joe Burrow, you know? No, it would be 0-3. Well, I know Joe was hurt in the – Yeah, it would be 0-3, but Joe Burrow specifically would be 0-2 against Andy Dalton. Yeah, no, no, no. It can't happen. I think they put pressure on him, and I I really believe in this defense. I know the crowd, the atmosphere is going to be crazy and awesome, but look, they went to the AFC Championship game and won at Arrowhead Stadium. Joe Burrow was asked about it earlier this week. What's the loudest stadium you've ever played in? He's been there before. He's been in Louisiana, played in that stadium, but he said Arrowhead is absolutely the loudest and um we we saw the outcome of that game so personally i think the biggest thing when you look at the outlook of it on both sides of the ball man it's gonna sound like coach speak 100 i'm gonna say it every week every week when i'm giving my prediction it's about getting out being aggressive scoring early not getting behind i should just take all zach taylor's quotes after the game and just say them in my in my voice and just they, see if you ever catch on they sure do just shoot themselves in the foot early in games and never get off to yeah. a good start. The two good starts I've gone off to, they won those games. So yes, so get off to a good start. Put some points on the board, and yeah. guess what happens when you get to put you put points on the board? You have a defense that stops them, and then you can have some fun. You can take some deep shots down the field. You can not. I wouldn't say creative because we've talked about how they they are creative on this offense. They're just not executing on um, what the coaching staff and. Yeah, there is also a difference between creative and good. You know, yes. like, I don't think that the the Philly special or the shovel pass were good. They certainly were creative, but I don't know if that was that was good yeah. ideas. 
I just miss, I'm so selfish and I'm so jealous. I'm, I'm jealous when I watch the Bills right now in their offense. But I'm also, I think about week one of Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. I remember, I want to say it was the first quarter. I was at the game in attendance and the lines were super long because credit cards were a brand new thing at the stadium last year. And you couldn't pay in cash. And I was watching Jamar score his first touchdown with strangers at Paul Brown Stadium at the time. And we're like, well, that guy can catch a football. And that highlight just plays on loop, just that that throw, that catch. And we just haven't seen that. And it's just, it's so annoying. I'm, I'm Maybe I'm annoyed that there's nine, 10-minute drives for this offense to get down the field, dink and doink down the field with short passes, and they finally score. But I want to see something. I want to see this offense be exciting because when where they're ranked when it comes to other offenses, it's just – it's so it's just disappointing because the expectations are extremely high right now. It's just, this is the first time I think a lot of Bengals fans have had the expectations they currently have. Last year, I don't think people had those in October. Nobody knew what was going to happen. You know, they struggled in October, and and I w- if someone would have told me in September, October that team was going to the Super Bowl, I'd say you're you're lying. No, they're not. Not yet. Maybe another year. Not not right now. So yeah. the expectations go from falling into the soup, falling in the Super Bowl after almost winning the Super Bowl to what is going on with this offense. So I'm kind of rambling, but I, I should give my prediction and my score. I think the Bengals win. I don't think they get to 30 points. I think it's 24-21. It's a close game um, because that's what they like to play in. And um, they find a way to get it going semi with this offense, but nothing crazy. Uh, okay. I think – it's an interesting game. I I heard Ross Jackson, um, who does the Locked On Saints one, he said he thinks Dalton starts again, which is interesting because yeah. Luke Winston started getting some limited practices, so I thought maybe he would play. But if it's Dalton, that's – I don't know how different a – honestly, Dalton's probably better than Winston who's, if he's broken yeah. right now. So, like, I don't think that's a big difference. Um, maybe fully healthy Winston would be more – I don't know. He would at least a lot, add a lot of variance. Um, I think if the Bengals can get out to a, a good lead, they probably won't allow Andy Dalton to just move the ball down the field. I do think that these eight-minute drives, while feel very bottled up, if you are scoring on them, these are the drives that like defenses probably hate the most because they're not getting off the field. They're giving up first down after first down. Like I don't know. That's that is prime football to be able to take a defense, go eight minutes down the field. If you do that twice, twice and a half though, control the ball for an entire quarter on two drives and score touchdowns, just dominate them. Imagine the offense goes three and out after an eight minute drive. And then you start going on another one. That's brutal on a defense. That's when you start getting those explosive plays just because the defense is like, Oh my God, can I get off the field type stuff? I'm selfish. Okay. I want something exciting. I want them to go down and score. And then I'm like, it's nine minutes and there's four minutes to go and you're down by 10 still. Like I, I didn't like that in the Dallas game. I didn't feel like the the urgency was all there, but of course they came back and tied it and everybody knows how that game ended. Um, Okay. So we're, here's the thing. Every time I pick them, I keep thinking to myself, I'm not picking you until you prove that I should pick you again. And what did I do? I picked them. Picked them I, against the Saints. I will go 24-17 Bengals. I think that they'll be fine. I think this game is Stop. only favored by one, but I feel like they are the better team. New Orleans is dealing with more injuries somehow. Um, maybe that is the deciding factor, though. Like, who plays out of all these injured players? Like, if the Saints get everybody back and they're without T and Jonah, like, I don't feel confident about this at all anymore. But – 
if everybody on the Saints is out and everybody on the Bengals is out, I feel fine. If all these players play, then I definitely feel fine. So I don't know. I also don't think that the Bengals defense is undisciplined enough to allow a Taysom Hill touchdown. I'd probably ruin that, but <laughs> it's I, I at least a long one. Maybe on the goal line. Maybe on the goal line. I'll say he can score the goal. Line. I don't think they'll give up a fifty yarder to him. I just think they're a very well coached unit. I was like twenty four seventeen Bengals. I think the offense, the passing offense, gets going. I wouldn't be that surprised if they can score thirty plus on the Saints. And uh, to me, this is a game they should win, and I think they will. All right. We're picking Bengals winning this week and uh, hopefully they get on the right side because not to look too far ahead, but they have some, I would say, semi winnable games coming up before they go into the bye week. So three and three would do wonders when it comes to the AFC North and just the AFC overall in the standings. I know you have plenty over on Twitter, but what's on all Bengals this week? Hopefully getting up a preview article on one of my favorite players that plays for the Saints, Demario Davis, the linebacker, uh, super good player. Very fun. Probably the most fun uh, linebacker, maybe the most fun linebacker to watch just because he's very physical and very fast and very good. But like seeing guys come up to try to block him, he just like throws them on the ground and just keeps running. I don't know. I find that very fun. Just hopefully he doesn't do it on Sunday. But yes, please check it out. I'm sure it's a great article. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals underscore stands at Ellen Diaz Patterson. Win, lose, or draw. I don't even want to think about a tie. Those shouldn't happen in the NFL. We'll be back Sunday for a recap after the Bengals at Saints. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.